The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Prepare yourself to ingest current... This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi there, hello there, folks. Uh, Welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show. We are live today, and I am... uh, Hold on, just uh, making sure we share what's going on here on Facebook Live. With the folks on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. I'm glad you've tuned in, everybody, for Friday. Good Friday. Hope you are surrounded by tons of family and friends as we come into uh, one of the, well, it is the holiest weekend in the Christian calendar. We'll get more into that throughout the course of the program today. Telephone number you want to reach out and say hi. And hello, Facebook Livers, by the way. 888 That's how you dial up. And if you have any uh, Easter wishes to put out there and your reflections, I'll, I'll be happy to take those. We don't shy away from religion here on the Chris Salcedo Show. So make sure that uh, you dial up if you want to also tune in and hear the antidote to the basket of bias, the Brian Williams Press. Catching the show live, easy to do if you're at theblaze.com slash radio or it happened today on Facebook Live, which is a day late, I might say, because we were off yesterday on our normal day doing this on Thursday. Uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes. That's the way you get on-demand listening here for the program. And you can listen uh, also to all the programming anytime at theblaze.com slash radio, Blaze Radio smartphone app, or the iHeart Radio app. See, I get everything. Oh, no, social media. I mentioned the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. All you have to do to find us there is type in the Chris Salcedo Show. You can find us and make sure you, you like that page. Most of you are already watching on the Blaze Facebook page. Also want to get you hip to our Twitter handle at Chris Salcedo TX at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X as in Texas. One more stop I want you to pay attention to the Blaze.com channels section. Blaze.com channels. Make sure you find the Chris Salcedo show and follow there. We uh, we have a segment we start off the program usually, folks, called the, the flip around. But there's something else that is taking our mind off. And we'll, we'll get to the flip around. But I, I had to start here because something epic has happened today on Good Friday. Breathe. 
Luke Skywalker. Reach out. That's how it begins, ladies and gentlemen. The new teaser trailer, the first teaser trailer official being released for Star Wars 8, The Last Jedi. That is dropping today. If you haven't seen it or it doesn't necessarily translate well on radio, and I wish I could show you folks on Facebook Live. It looks really cool. Uh, and there's a there's a little stinger at the end. I'm not going to spoil it for you for all of you who have not made your way to a computer yet and actually seen that. So, yeah, that's happening today. Uh, all you Star Wars fans, of which I am one uh, you have been waiting for this. Uh, after after Rogue One, I think there's going to be a lot, a lot of pressure on the creators of Star Wars 8 because I, I was just having a conversation with a pal of mine today about Rogue One who has not seen Rogue One yet. And I said, oh man, come over to the house. I, I've got the, uh, I got the DVD player ready and raring to go. I'll, I'll you just come over to the place and we'll watch it because I, I, nobody else in the family wants to watch it with me. It's like my, my eighth time. I had to tell folks, this was the Star Wars movie we've been waiting for since the original three. And this was it. Probably, probably one of the best, if not the best, Rogue One. And it was, it was a Star Wars story. It wasn't even part of the, the basic nine. If you, for all of you Star Wars fans and all you other folks who are tuning in for politics, just, just bear with me geeking out. It's Good Friday, a little, little bit of light. Uh, one other thing I wanted to get into before we do the flip around, folks. Now, do you guys know the animated feature Madagascar? Ellie, do you know the, the animated feature Madagascar? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, Madagascar, do you remember King Julian? Do you remember who he was, the, the, the flamboyant... Oh, King yeah. King Julian. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, let me remind the folks, this is King Julian. They are just a bunch of pansies. All hail the New York Giants. New York Giants! That's King Julian. Now, we all thought it was Sasha Baron Cohen, right? Voicing that, voicing King Julian. We have found out who the real voice actor was. The real voice actor behind King Julian. Here he is. In the United States... He's hand in glove with the terrorists. They fabricated the whole story. We don't know whether those dead children were they killed in Han Shihun. Were they dead at all? That's uh, the Syrian dictator, the butcher, Bashar al-Assad. <laughs> Can you... Okay, wait a minute. Let's let just... Let's hear them side by side. In the United States... He's hand in glove with the terrorists. They fabricated the whole story. We don't know whether those dead children were they killed in Han Shihun? Were they dead at all? They are just a bunch of pansies. All hail the New York Giants! New York Giants! The vast resources we have here at the Blaze Radio Network and the Blaze and the Blaze in general, we were able to investigate and we found out <laughs> that Bashar al-Assad was indeed the voice of King Julian, the rather flamboyant, what was he, a squirrel or, or, or something like that? <laughs> I know a lemur. He was a lemur, wasn't he? He was a lemur. He was a lemur. <laughs> a lame lemur. The lame lemur 
was uh, Bashar al-Assad. Uh, the, the Syrian dictator you heard was uh, the, the line of BS he was feeding to some Western journalist saying that the, the kids who were frothing at the mouth and dying at the hands of his gas attack, oh, they were, they were just actors. Didn't, didn't you know? They were just child actors. They weren't, they weren't really dead. And Bashar al-Assad wasn't asked to, well, what about the barrel bombing that came to the hospital where they, where they were play-acting, you know, foaming at the mouth, play-acting? What about the actual bombs that destroyed the hospital that they were play-acting in? What about those? <laughs> Can you believe these people? You know what? And I actually have listeners of the Chris Nelsado show. And I understand where this comes from. I get where this comes from. Folks, the last eight years, you've had nothing but lies coming out of the uh, Oval Office and the administration that was in office. Nothing, you've been treated and nothing but a government that has lied to you. Hey, poll after poll after poll shows that trust in our institutions, our government-run institutions, all-time low. And the reason why that is, is because of Barack Obama and his left-wing extremism, and he thought it was his job to lie to us. I, you know, I talked about this yesterday. I was, I was driving home from, I had a doctor's appointment yesterday. That's why I wasn't able to be here. I was driving home, and somebody from New York calls me, and it was this outfit called I-24 News. You guys heard about this? I-24 News, uh, David Schuster is one of the guys on this. It's, a, it's based in, in Tel Aviv. And uh, I was able to make my afternoon show on the on KSEV. So they actually, we actually did a simulcast little debate. I was on with a with a Democrat, and that was one of the. This is one of the points that I wanted to put to put out there is that I understand why there's so much distrust in this government because for the last eight years we've been lied to by our own government. As a matter of course. The Democrats default those just just lie to the American people. They wouldn't understand. They don't deserve the truth. And that's what Barack Obama did. I brought up the point that it was Barack Obama who lied to us and said, hey, all those chemical weapons are out of Syria. <laughs> right, right. So anyway, okay, let, I've got uh, a brief amount of time to do a little bit of a flip around here, folks. And we haven't started with Fox News uh, lately. I, actually, Ellie, I don't even think we've ever had a start with Fox News. Let's see what they're talking about. In Afghanistan, he has testified to this fact. He says that Russia has become more assertive over the past year in Afghanistan, overtly lending legitimacy to the Taliban, as he said, and undermining U.S. and allied forces by claiming that the Taliban is in fact fighting ISIS. The military also says that Iran is supporting the Taliban. The U.S. government ousted the Taliban back in 2001. The U.S. has backed the government in Kabul. There has been back and forth fighting ongoing for the last 16 some odd years. This is the development. Uh, there was testimony apparently today on the ca- on Capitol Hill about the extent to which the Russians are behaving badly. And this was another. This this was a another extension of our conversation yesterday of how you know Donald Trump got in. He said throughout the entire campaign, wouldn't it be great to get along with Russia? Yeah, it would be great. But of course, when when Trump got in and found out how much Russia was stabbing us in the back and working to the detriment of the United States, actively trying to harm the United States, then Trump said to hell with that. So he changed his calculation. Now, what's even more worrisome to me is that Barack Obama had all this information about how uh, Russia was trying to stab us in the back and undermine us and harm us. And Barack Obama did nothing, absolutely nothing. 
Uh, who was it? It was Pompeo that came out yesterday. CIA Director Mike Pompeo said this. It's time to call out WikiLeaks for what it really is. A non-state hostile intelligence service often abetted by state actors like Russia. Yeah. Uh, this, this administration is supposed to be in Russia's back pocket, right? Doing everything it can to call out Russia now that they have all the information. Let's go over to CNN and see what they're up to. I'm curious... Who do you think is advising him and what's going on with this guy? I have no idea who's advising him and I think he's trying to save his legal position so that he can avoid any kind of prosecution. Uh, and I don't pretend to know what his exact situation is. They're talking about Carter Page. CNN is, is on Carter Page and they're trying to keep this narrative of Trump-Russia collusion alive and they're doing it amidst an avalanche of contradictory evidence. Oh, I don't know, like the United States bombing Russia's interests. <laughs> and a chief among them. Among avalanches that uh, the previous administration, by the way, CNN was asleep, didn't put a check on the previous administration. The previous administration was most likely inappropriately spying on American citizens for politics. CNN is desperately trying to stay off of what they, they call that fake news. Because, well... I, I guess resident Obama was as pure as the wind driven snow and CNN will have none of that examination of what leftists did when they were in office. Uh, Fox business is talking about this. Degree murder charges against the former new England Pats tight end for the past week. He was accused of fatally shooting two men in 2012 after meeting them at a Boston nightclub. But Aaron Hernandez folks, you guys remember him a tight end for the new England Patriots acquitted of double murder acquitted of they my understanding that the, the evidence in this thing was solid and he's gonna walk he's gonna walk uh we may talk more about this i'm up against the clock uh folks if you want to dial in today about well we're gonna have a lot of stuff to talk about we're gonna talk about obamacare today we're gonna talk about the ever-evolving position of of donald trump is it is he evolving because he has no principles, is this guy? Is this Democrat who tell me yesterday, or is he evolving because he's got new information that he wasn't privy to before when he was on the campaign trail? We'll talk about all this coming up in the Salcedo Show here on the Blaze. Hope you can join me. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Chris Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome back, everybody. I, there are there are stories after story. At, there are stories out there that are just this one theme: Trump is abandoning his people. Trump is abandoning his commitments. He's abandoning his word. Blah 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 blah. I don't buy it. 
I don't know the vast majority of of individuals who are Trump supporters are buying. And I've heard from some, but it's a complete misunderstanding about what I believe he's doing. Uh, not non-interventionalism is still what he's about. I don't see us getting involved in any war. I see the basket of biased press. What's your broader? What's your broader strategy in Afghanistan? Well, I, uh, don't have one other than what what I inherited. You know, Taliban, what have you? We'll work with our Afghan partners. That's already there. What's your broader strategy in Syria to get rid of Assad? Who said I'm getting rid of Assad? I'm dropping bombs on Assad because he used chemical weapons. It's nearly a century-old prohibition on mankind using those weapons. If, if a dictator wants to use them again, he'll get spanked again. It's no more than that. Well, what are you going to do about the mass exodus out of Syria? There's not much we can do. There's not much we can do now. It's baked in. Now, we've told you this. What Trump can do is to get together that coalition of troops over from Saudi Arabia and from Egypt and from um, Jordan. Say, hey, put your, put your boots on the ground. We'll give, you, we'll give you airspace and you provide cover. And you, got, you guys in the region oust Syrian dictator Bashar al-Assad. Now, Russia's not going to like it. Don't care. Russia wants to try to to invade the airspace, they're more than welcome to try. Um, so, at any rate, we can be the air power, we can be logistics, we can't be the face of this thing. I think after so many years, what, 17 years of war over in the Middle East, we have learned a couple of things, and we can't be the face of this. That region has to take control. Granted, those who value uh, relationships of the United States should be the ones, in my opinion, who are making the calls and committing the troops. But the United States can't be the face of, of it over there. We can support, but we can't be the impetus. So I don't view what, uh, what Trump did by dropping cruise missiles on Syria or dropping the Moab on ISIS I mean, seriously, look, think about this. We have a continuing war with ISIS because, you know, we had to clean up Barack Obama's mess. ISIS is of the United States creation, President Obama's creation. We got to clean that up. ISIS didn't exist before Barack Obama. Obama created it by creating the power vacuum when he irresponsibly pulled out of Iraq. So uh, for all of you folks out there who's saying, well, I elected Trump so that we would not fight anywhere. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that's, that's, that's not what he said. America's going to stand out for, for, up for its best interests. And you know what, folks? Sitting there and saying that new, uh, chemical weapons shall not be used is in America's best interests. Now, what's going on over in North Korea? Here's a cat that is developing missile technology. Some already theorize he's He's just about there to strike the, the West Coast of the United States. That is a direct threat to the national security of the United States. A nuclear bomb on L.A.'s doorstep or on San Francisco's doorstep or on uh, Seattle's doorstep. Come on. 
Well, we shouldn't do anything. What? Until the mushroom cloud is on American soil? Is that what you mean? <laughs> we were not interventionist. Okay, yeah, I, I'm not. Look, providing a deterrent to Kim Jong-un, the guy that John McCain called a crazy fat kid, I think that's a good thing for our own national security. And if we can strike a bargain with the communist Chinese to get them to rein in the nutball, more power to them. And then, you know, we can pressure the Chinese to get rid of their military installation in the Woody Islands. You know, if I were Trump, I would have sailed that carrier group right next to the Woody Islands. <laughs> it's international waters. They're, they're illegal. What China, China put up there is, is an illegal installation. It's illegal. They have to be made to understand that they don't, they don't run the, free, the, the open seas. Open to everybody. Anyway, I'm, it's, it's about time we return to some sort of normalcy after the perversion, after the idiocy, after the timidity of the last eight years of President Obama. All right, back in a minute, folks. I got more on The Chris Salcedo Show. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome back, everybody. A couple of, you know, Fridays typically are our desk clearing days, and we want to get to a lot of stories that we didn't get a chance to to get to in the in the uh, middle of the week. And and we are, we're a day short because we had to take yesterday off. So there is a story out there. Remember, the, the Salcedo Show axiom says, it is best not to give government more power lest it be abused. And man alive, after you hear this story, you're going to be just ticked off and it, it it is emblematic of that Salcedo show axiom the environmental protection agency employees they build the u.s taxpayer roughly 15 grand for gym memberships while numerous employees are upset over looming budget cuts an agency library in las vegas nevada bought 37 employees one-year memberships to the gym, 24-hour fitness, according to a receipt obtained by the Washington Free Beacon. The employees work at the U.S. Environmental Science Division located at 944 East Hammond Avenue in Las Vegas. The address is home to the EPA's National Exposure Research Laboratory and a library on the University of Nevada, Las Vegas campus, which EPA scientists, postdoctorate researchers, and contractors use for research. The receipt for fitness memberships for EPA employees totaled $15,000 was, uh, was created April of 2016. Now, how many of you thought your taxpayer money was going to pay for federal employees to get gym memberships? This is just, this is just one example. Now, there is, a, there is a mechanism that is built into budgeting, which is Automatic, automatic inflationary increases. I think it's 3% built in. So the cost of government automatically goes up. 
budgets automatically increase by 3%, they say to cover inflation or what have you. At the end of fiscal years, you hear about this phenomenon of those inside of the federal government who have not spent all of their allocated taxpayer money. What do they do? Ellie, do you know the answer? Do you, do you know what they do? Let, let's say it's, it's the end of the year, you're the EPA. You got a million bucks left over that you didn't spend, taxpayers' money. Now, what would be the responsible common sense thing to do with that million bucks? Put it towards the national debt? Yeah, or give it back, right? Give it back yeah. to the taxpayers to be used maybe for next year, right? Like a no. double tax return. Well, yeah, right. That, that's not what they do. You know what they do? They spend it. They, they find anything and everything they can do to spend. It's why you see uh, the VA spending money on artwork to decorate their offices. It's this last end-of-the-year push to make sure they spend every single penny of, uh, that's allocated to them. You know why? Because if they can demonstrate that they don't need as much, in their fiscal in their fiscal budgeting, then they may get a cutback next year. And they don't want to cut back. We don't want to cut back. We want to grow government. See how perverted that is? Now there's a way around that called zero line budgeting. Basically, every single year, every agency must go to Congress and say and justify their existence, justify their expenses, justify their budget. But the reason why that doesn't happen is because, well, this government is too damn big. It can't be administered by those who we elect. You know, because they, they're busy working eight days out of the month. And, you know, who heard of making our elected leaders work 30 days out of the month? You know, they don't, hey, look, Ellie, they only make $174,000 a year. Right? How much work can they, only $174,000 a year. How much work can they be expected to do? And my point is, if you can't, if you can't administer the government responsibly, that is a sure sign that your government is too big and spends too much of the taxpayer's money and it needs to get smaller. If you can't manage it, well, we'll just give an automatic increase. No, to hell with that. To hell with that. That's not your money. What do you mean you're going to give them an automatic increase? No, every single year, every single government agency ought to justify its existence to a, to a certain body of Congress. And if Congress doesn't have the time, well, too damn bad, then guess what? Your agency must not be that damned important to the, to the national interest. Because see what happens, folks, if you go down that road and that predicate, then all of a sudden... Well, the important things get first attention, right? National defense. Uh, certain other agencies that we can all agree on. Basic infrastructure that we can all agree on the country needs. All the other tangential stuff, you start looking for ways to delegate that authority. Oh, I don't know. Back to the states where it belongs. So that's just an example of... Uh, of idiocy in government that I thought you ought to know. Speaking of idiocy in government, I am looking at the mug of Lois Lerner. 
Now, Lois Lerner, you guys all know, remember her. She was the one who uh, utilized the Internal Revenue Service as her own personal vengeance vehicle against conservatives. I'm looking at the picture, and this, this woman, and she's always struck me, the arrogance. She's a, she's a dedicated liberal. The arrogance of this woman. It's like a broomstick has just been... Whoop, and she, she wasn't going to answer these people's questions. She wasn't going to answer. She had the blessing of Barack Obama. She was going to target his political opposition because she hates them. Because she despises us. I've never forgiven Barack Obama or his administration for their weaponizing of the Internal Revenue Service, nor do I think you should. So uh, the, the Republican Party wants the President of the United States to reopen a criminal probe into ex-IRS executive Lois Lerner. And I am for this. And I, and I have to give a hat tip to Congress as, as uh, uh, shall we say, not dedicated to doing <laughs> the people's work as I believe they should be, you know, uh, working eight days in a month. I just, just my opinion. But uh, I do have to applaud them on this. Two top Republicans asked the Justice Department on Wednesday. That's Jeff Sessions' Justice Department. To take a look anew at the evidence against IRS senior executive Lois Lerner. Now, see, this is what happens when you get folks who are dedicated to the rule of law. And the Republicans, of course, they weren't going to get justice with Eric Holder or Loretta Lynch or Barack Obama in office. They weren't going to get justice at all. Because liberals love to take government and use it as a weapon against their political adversaries, which is completely improper and completely illegal. But they love doing it. Uh, Washington Times continues. Uh, Miss Lerner was cleared after an investigation by the Obama administration, <laughs> which was to say there was no investigation at all. Kevin Brady and Peter Roskam, respectively, the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee and the panel's tax policy subcommittee, say there are plenty of questions with uh, how the probe was run and said that a new look by the Trump administration's Justice Department is warranted. Taxpayers deserve to know the DOJ's previous evaluation was not tainted by politics, the congressman said in a letter to the Attorney General Jeff Sessions. But William H. Taylor, Ms. Lerner's lawyer, said she, pro she was properly cleared of charges by the previous probe. Well, you know what? If the Attorney General of the United States disagrees, who cares what you say? Who cares what you say, Mr. Taylor? You know what? There are, there are a lot of Americans out there who were targeted by this woman who weren't treated fairly by this woman, who were victims of this woman, and she's never been brought to justice. And I think it's time. It is about dang time. All right, coming up uh, next hour, we'll talk to, we'll talk Obamacare. We got to get that in. And I want to I, I boil down some of the evaluations of what Trump has been up to as far as, um, as, far as his foreign policy moves, Syria, China, North Korea, and the like. That's all coming up. The Chris Salcedo Show right here on The Blaze. Be right back. Conservative Talk Radio with Spice. The Chris Salcedo Show only on The Blaze Radio Network.
you're taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. Coming up next hour, we'll talk about Obamacare and the Republicans' efforts, such as they are, <laughs> uh, to, to repeal it. And what should it look like? What should be in there? And more importantly, what should not be in there? Do you guys know the name of Jennifer Palmieri? Jennifer Palmieri was the former spokesperson for Hillary Rodham Clinton. And this was a Blaze story. When was this? Two days ago? Yeah, two days ago, day and a half ago. Jennifer Palmieri was uh, in, some, I can't even remember where she was, some sort of, um, well, let me, I'm trying to get the uh, page here to reload, but it's not reloading fast enough here on my particular browser. So at any rate, I can tell you that she was quoted as saying some rather inexplicable things. And one of those things was about the press. She observed and admitted that the press was indeed liberal and dominated by those of the Democrat persuasion, which is something I think we had a guest on two weeks ago who basically said some of the new polling was 93% of the basket of biased press voted for Hillary Rodden Clinton. And this idea that you could sit there and donate and, and vote for a candidate and then show up to work and be completely 100% unbiased is, is foolish. At least this current crop of so-called journalists have been un, un, unable to do that. So Jennifer Palmieri, who worked as a former Democrat presidential candidate, Hillary Clinton's communications officer during the 2016 campaign, admitted Wednesday that the journalists lean left, but added that the bias means they are actually harder on Democrats. Now, I'm not sure what she's smoking. Maybe she's, maybe she's from Colorado. I don't know. She was at the museum, the museum in Washington, D.C., at an event titled The President and the Press, The First Amendment is the first, in the first 100 days. Palmieri said that she, uh, that the media covers infighting in presidential administrations in order to avoid covering issues, which she said leads to reporters revealing their biases, which is, again, complete and utter garbage. Uh, we're, we're being treated, I, I refuse to talk about what's going on between Kushner and Bannon and all of this stuff, because you know why? Because we, we were not treated to any of the infighting in the Obama administration. You knew it was there. But the press does this, focuses on divisions, sows divisions, highlights divisions in Republican administrations only. Democrats might as well not even been going on. So not only is she smoking something the Democrats want to uh, the Democrats <laughs> like to do, I guess, uh, but sh her entire premises are off. Oh, yes. The reason why the press covers uh, interior fighting. What, what, when was when was that done in the Obama administration? I don't remember. Palmieri said uh, that she thinks most journalists are probably leaning more to the left than to the right. Think about the kind of person that draws, that's drawn to do this career, Palmieri said. They believe in government. They think politics matters. They like it. They find it interesting. They who doesn't believe in government? We just don't believe that government ought to be running our lives, Miss Palmieri. We, there is a role for government in our society. It was articulated 
by the U.S. Constitution. Not to mention the limits on government were articulated in the U.S. Constitution. Uh, a matter that, yes, your friends inside of the basket of biased press, they neglect to report on. Because they are left-wingers, they think like you, Jen Palmieri. They think that the Constitution was meant to be chains on we, the people, not chains on government. And nothing could be further from the truth. The Constitution, and I've said this before, was made for cats like Barack Obama, for women like Hillary Clinton, to make sure they didn't use their positions of authority and power to harm we, the people. And uh, I'm sorry. She's completely bonkers if she thinks that having the press dominated by left-wingers means they're harder on Democrats. That's just patently absurd on its face. Coming up uh, next hour, folks, we'll talk about uh, sanctuary cities. And there are efforts all over the country now that there is a law and order administration to crack down on sanctuary cities. And the U.S. Border Patrol is starting to speak out as some Republicans are waffling on funding for Trump's border wall. Uh, as we go to break, I, I want to make one more mention. We mentioned only briefly the Moab, the mother of all bombs. You guys know this thing is 30 feet long? Well, uh, Christian Datok of The Daily Caller was saying, here's where a lot of the pundits are wrong. You know, they've been saying that the Moab is the most expensive bomb of this past year that was ever dropped. He begs to differ. Shortly after President Trump's Thursday airstrike in Afghanistan, critics from both sides of the aisle began lamenting the enormous cost of the massive ordnance air blast bomb, affectionately known as the mother of all bombs. Initial figures priced the cost of the entire Moab program at 316 million bucks. Well, he says the biggest bomb to drop in the last year was not the Moab. It was actually Hillary Clinton's campaign. <laughs> the, the price tag, $1.2 billion. Yeah, I think that wins. Biggest bomb right, right, right there. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.